This is the Sex Mancers Podcast. Sweat, baby, sweat, baby. Sex is a Texas drought. Me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. So put your hands down my pants and I'll bet you feel nuts. Yes, I'm Cisco. Yes, I'm Ebert. And you're getting two thumbs up. You've had enough of two-hand touch. You want it rough. You're out of bounds. I want you smothered. Want you covered like my Waffle House. Hash browns coming quicker than FedEx. Never reach an apex. Just like Google Calls. Knock you off. Welcome back. Hey, on this episode, I want to talk to you about getting away from the kids for a weekend. This is something that is vital to your relationship, especially if you're looking to rekindle that lost romance that you once had. Now, if you don't already have kids, I get it. You may think that this episode is not for you. But if you ever plan on having kids with the person that you're with, you may need this for future reference. So kids have a way of being able to kill your sexual relationship with your partner. It's just, you know, a fact of life. Because here's what's going to happen. The kids are going to misbehave and they're going to get you angry. They're going to be needy and whiny uh, when they are very young. And this is going to have you annoyed and wanting you to be, you know, get away. Wanting you to get away, you know, for time by yourself. They're also very exhaustive. You know, you're going to be running around and, you know, using up all your energy. And at the end of the day, you're not going to have anything left. You know, and the more kids that you have, the more they will wear you out and wear you down. Right? If you just have one kid, hey, that's not a problem. The two of you can, you know, trade off in being able to wear that one child down so that they'll go to bed early. And while you rotate, who's going to rest? You know, maybe you do it in 30-minute increments. Maybe you do it in 60-minute increments. It doesn't matter. The point is that the two of you can spend a little bit of time trading off between who plays and who rests. So that at the end of the night, you still have a lot of energy left and your last nerve is not worn out. But if you start having more and more children, you're going to find out that it gets harder and harder to keep up with them and they're going to you know drive you nuts and wear out your last nerve a lot sooner. I, I one of the things that you may be wanting to be concerned about is the third child curse. Right? The first child, maybe the first child is very easy, very content, very happy, and as they get a little older, don't require a whole lot of attention. The second child, if you have a second child, relatively, you know, quickly, you know, after the first child, you know, maybe you only have a year uh, in between pregnancies and that therefore only two years in age between the children, you know, they are friends. They are close enough in age. They'll play with each other, you know, and all of that, which is good. But once you get to that third child, that third child, that you know, things are going to change drastically. And here's why. One, the third child curse is this. The third child is going to be the whiniest, neediest child you're going to have. 
And I can tell you from experience, that is proving to be true. That curse is really proving to be 100% fact. I can confirm that that is a factual statement. You know, and the other problem is by the time you have that third child, there's going to be a big age difference between the third child and the first child, which means your middle child is going to be kind of confused between who he will play with. You know, and if you have like all boys, all girls, you know, it, it what ends up happening is the middle child will ignore their younger sibling whenever their older siblings around. Why? Because it's only natural that they're going to want to pay attention and look up to their older sibling, you know, their older brother, their older sister. Now, if you have a situation where you have, you know, your firstborn as a daughter and your secondborn as a son and your thirdborn as a son, well, then, you know, the middle child will play with the younger child, same gender, very natural. You know, same thing if your first child is, you know, a son and your middle two are daughters. Yes, uh, that is, you know, fairly natural. You know, so when you get to that, just be expecting that that third child is going to require a lot more attention uh, than the first two. And now that there's three, it's harder to split off because now you're splitting off between one of you, you know, taking care of the neediest child. And the other one, taking care of the other two children. And by the end of the night, you're both worn out. Your nerves are shot. You've probably yelled and screamed a lot, which means you're probably not going to be in a romantic mood. You know, and to further along with this, you know, whether it's, you know, summertime or school time, you're going to be woke up very early. This means you're never going to have a day that you're going to be able to sleep in. At least not while you're young and your children are young. Now, maybe when you're older in your 40s and 50s, okay, yeah, sure. The kids are probably, you know, in their teens or getting ready to move out, depending on how young you had them. And so you'll be able to sleep in, you know, a lot more then. But while they're young, you're not going to sleep in. Now, this is going to create a multitude of problems. One, you know, after you've worn yourself out, your nerves are shot, it's late at night. And you're trying to determine whether or not to have romantic time with your spouse. But here's the problem. You know you got to wake up early. So now you're demotivated because it seems like you're going to suffer and be punished the next day if you do. So if it's on a you know Monday through Thursday night, you know, you know the drill, you know, by the time you get the kids to bed and everything, and now you're going to bed, you're looking at the clock, and you realize, oh, man, okay, I really want to, but I got to wake up really early for work. And so if I go to bed right away, I might almost get a full night's sleep. But if I make time for my spouse, I'm not going to get a full night's sleep. I'm going to wake up tired. I'm going to have to down a few energy drinks just to struggle through the day. And you're demotivated. On Friday and Saturday nights, what's the issue? You look at the clock and you're like, I want to. It's a weekend. Oh, but the kids, the kids, they wake up so early. They're going to have me up by 
you know, between 6.30 and 7 in the morning. Ugh. So if I stay up and spend time with my spouse, I'm going to be woke up early. I'm going to be dragging tired. And then I'm going to have to try and run around all day to try and keep up with the kids. It's very demotivating. It can be. And the longer this drags out, the more demotivating it can be. Because even if you try to say, hey, I'm going to get a lot of sleep the night before, so I'm wide awake and energetic, that still doesn't help you on the day after. Right? So, and if you're a parent already, you know this to be true. You've struggled through this. Right? You have. And so the question you know, always ends up being, what do you do? And, of course, you know, when you have a situation where you have an infant, well, the infant, especially newborns, which the first six weeks, okay, not really a problem. But when that child is not even sleeping through the night, oh, man, neither one of you is getting a full night's sleep, and neither one of you is awake for nothing. You know, And a toddler, well, a toddler, of course, is always on the go, always getting into things, always opening up every drawer, try, trying to smack on the TV, climb up on chairs, getting into all types of mess. You know, and they figure out pretty quickly that if they don't get attention, all they have to do is, you know, be naughty, dig in the trash and whatever, and they're going to suck all your attention. You know, and so you're going to have all of these challenges. And no matter what, with each additional child, you're going to be more and more demotivated to want to have intimate time. You're going to more or less want to, you know, go up to your spouse and say, hey, let's trade off on nights where you get to relax. And then the night after that, I get away from the kids and relax. And what can make this even worse than what I've already stated is if the two of you work opposite shifts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if one of you works, you know, the morning shift, regular eight to five, and the other has a job where they work like a second or third shift, it is about impossible for you to be able to find time to be intimate because one is at work, um, you know, while the other is taking care of the kids. One is getting home from work while the other, you know, is starting to go to bed. And then one is going to bed while the other one's getting up and getting ready for work. I mean, you're on complete opposite schedules. When are you ever going to find time for this? When are you ever going to find time? Even if you, you know, uh, want to say, well, you know, intimacy in the bedroom may not be my number one priority, which women, it, it should be. But even getting out of the bedroom, what do you do in that scenario? At least if you're on the same shift. You can spend, you know, uh, family time together, you know, going to the parks, playing with the kids. But, you know, the reality is you're not really building up on your relationship. Even if you're spending all this time together as a family, the kids are sucking all your attention. And have you ever tried to have a conversation with each other when you have kids? I mean, it's basically an exercise in insanity. You're trying to do the same thing over and over again 
and somehow you're expecting a different result, but you know it's not going to happen. You start talking, you start getting through a conversation, and then immediately you have the kids come up to you and start going, Mommy, 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 or Daddy, 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 and they keep up at it until you acknowledge them. If you try to tell them, Hey, we're talking here, they're not going to stop. No, they're going to keep going until they get to talk. They're rude like that. And so you're not even having any time to just sit down, talk, and have a conversation. So what do we do about this? What solutions do we have for the sake of your marriage, for the sake of your relationship, for both your sex life and your out-of-bedroom intimacy? Well, there are some steps that you can take that will be able to help you out. And for some of you, it's going to be hard, right? For others, it's going to be incredibly easy. It just depends on how much of a social butterfly you are versus how much you're just someone who just goes to work and then all time after work is just, you know, kids are sitting in front of the TV and, you know, go to bed. Right? Having friends and family that you are connected to is going to be key here. You know, so what you need to do is between friends and family is make an arrangement because they'll love this arrangement too where you switch off on nights where you watch each other's kids so that you and you know your spouse will be able to spend some quality time together. What you choose to do at that time you know, whether you want to, you know, be intimate or go to a movie or, you know, just go for a walk, play tennis, you know, whatever. It's up to you, you know, but there needs to be some intimacy during this time. And if you have enough network of friends, each of you, each of you can get two nights a week without the kids to spend with each other while at the same time you're only watching the kids, you know, for other people, one night a week. That's if you have enough people in this circle being able to switch off. And I guarantee you, if you're a parent and you're looking at other parents, they want to be able to get away from their kids too, to be able to spend with their spouses. It's just natural. Everyone wants that time. So if you can work out where you're watching all the kids yourself once a week, but you're able to get twice a week, you know, without the kids, that is a sweet deal. It's even better, you know, it's even better if instead of friends, the grandparents are still young enough that they can, you know, watch after and, uh, you know, and look after the kids at least one of those nights. So if you don't have a network of friends that are, able to, you know, give you two nights a week away from your kids. Maybe you have a network where you can get rid of your kids for one night with your network of friends. And then the second night you can get uh, to yourself by dropping the kids off at grandma and grandpa's house for a couple of hours. If you live close enough, or, you know, maybe your siblings, you know, drop them off at their aunts and uncles to play with their cousins you know, um, once a week. You know, that's always a possibility as well. Now, if those first two things are not an option, well, then you need to start looking around uh, a little more creatively. Is there a, you know, type of daycare facility or in-home daycare by a licensed provider 
uh, that is open in the evening times that you might be able to drop your kids off at, you know, two nights a week, right? That's always, you know, a, a possibility, you know, especially in the bigger areas, the larger the city, the more likely it is that you're going to have a place that, you know, uh, watches kids and all of that in the evening time. Yes, that's going to cost a little bit of money. And depending on how far away that is from your house, I mean, if you got to travel 20, 30 minutes in order to drop the kids off, you know, maybe, you know, you are in the situation where you can then, instead of going back to your house, you know, where you're going to waste like an hour of your time traveling back and forth, you know, and it might not just be the distance thing, it might be the traffic. Maybe you can, you know, find the nearest hotel room to where you drop them off for the nights that you're going to be intimate with them, you know, with your spouse. You know, so that is another, you know, situation uh, or another way in which you can resolve this issue of, you know, the kids, you know, keeping you bogged down and not allowing you to spend any time with your partner. Okay, another thing, the age of the kid will matter. So as the kids get older, you know, let's say they get to be around seven, eight years old, right? Seven or eight years old. Well, then they start being able to watch themselves for a little bit, especially if you put them in front of the TV. And so maybe instead of waiting until everyone's asleep before you get intimate with your spouse, you know, you could instead, you know, set the kids in front of the TV as long as they're old enough that they're going to watch a show. You know, maybe, um, you know, you might only get 20 minutes if they can only watch one cartoon show. Uh, without getting rowdy or you know maybe they can sit through two or and maybe they can sit through an hour and a half long Disney movie you know uh, that is a possibility as well you know the point is if they're the type of kid that can be content uh, being in front of the TV for an hour hour and a half out of the entire day well then you can do that and then sneak off into the back bedroom Make sure you have a lock on your door if you do this, and then you might have to get comfortable being able to have sex and uh, be pleasured and have orgasms uh, while your kids are still awake in the other room watching TV. Now, there will be some times when maybe they misbehave, and so you know you will end up not being able to get sexually satisfied because you're going to be upset, have to get dressed, and go yell at them. This is where you might want to try and start off the day by running them around if that is possible. You know, especially like on a Saturday or Sunday. Wake up, you know, run, run them around, get them exhausted. And then, you know, when they're exhausted, you know, you bring them back. You, and when I say get them exhausted, I mean you take them to a park, have them do all the running around while you mostly be able to sit on the bench. Maybe. Maybe that's a possibility. And then, you know, when they're exhausted, let them have, you know, their downtime of, you know, an hour, hour and a half in front of the TV. Maybe you even make them a little bit of a meal, you know, something to eat while they're watching. And then being exhausted and resting, watching TV, you sneak away, you lock the be uh, your bedroom door, and then you just go at it. Whether you just have a quickie, or you take your time, you know, having an hour, 
you know, having an hour and a half. You know, you may just have to get used to that. Right? I know, um, you know, it was kind of difficult uh, when me and my wife, you know, had done that uh, several times. You know, it was before the birth of our third child, though. So right now, that's not an option for us. But, you know, when it uh, was an option uh, with the older two, uh, being able to just watch a TV show, uh, we would sneak away and have a quickie. You know, or we would sneak away and just have, you know, oral. And sometimes we would sneak away and, you know, take our time. It's possible. And the kids, the kids will be oblivious because they're just focusing on TV. And what makes that a little exciting for you is because it's like remembering what it was like having sex as a teenager when you had to sneak around to have sex. You know, um, when you had to sneak out, you know, and uh, drive somewhere for the back seat of the car. Is any other car is going to find your car out in the middle of the gravel road, right? Now, if you've lived in a place like New York City, you may not understand the concept, you know, of car sex because there's no place for you to have privacy. But if you live in a place, you know, like the Midwest, you know, cars are uh, used by teenagers, you know, as a place to have sex. And so we would drive out into the countryside on gravel roads, find a place to park. Some people pick the cemetery even. Yes, you can be romantic in a cemetery. So you remember that. But you also remember how, you know, as a teenager, you'd be watching a movie together and you would select the movie to start at a time where the parents would be asleep by the time it finished. And then you would sneak off uh, into the bedroom Hopefully, you know, uh, the, the parents wouldn't wake up and you would go have sex there. You know, it's kind of like the same excitement, only instead of parents, you're just hoping your kids don't catch you, right? <laughs> and uh, one last option that you have is just never have kids. It's not a very satisfying option. I mean, I know that I've you know talked a lot about how kids, you know, are a hindrance in the relationship. But the truth is, you once you have kids, you would never trade being a parent for anything. They can bring a lot of frustration, but they all, can also bring you a lot of joy. You know, they can. And so, if you're unable to get time together, you know, uh, away from the kids, you're going to lose that connection, you know, that you have to each other, both intimately and as best friends. You know, you're going to feel like you're just dragging along each day. Uh, you're going to be feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, you know, uh, too burnt out uh, to care about each other. And you'll only be seeking uh, to get away for whatever little bit of quiet time by yourself that you can get. And that's not a relationship. So you need to start planning actively how you're going to be able to get away from the kids two nights a week. Start planning that. And if you just can't find any options, well, then go start making friends. Right? <laughs> but uh, if friendship, uh, finding friends is not the option, well, then try and uh, see if you can sneak away without them knowing. All right, so that's it uh, for this episode. I know it's a little bit short, uh, but you know, I just wanted to be able to provide you some advice that will help you 
uh, for those of you that have kids. Now, I know that, well, I just want to point out one thing. I know I use uh, sex as the example a lot, but everything except for sneaking away while they're in front of the TV can also work for you to get away and just spend time together outside, riding a bike, playing tennis, or whatever it is you like to do. All right, leave me a rating and review wherever uh, you're listening to the show. I definitely appreciate all of you who are taking you know time out of your day to listen uh, to this advice. Uh, let's see here. I may start uh, providing a way for you to uh, you know support the show. Um, you know, I don't know about that, but you know, just might. And uh, let's see here. Uh, a couple episodes back, I believe, I provided you the email address. If you wanted to send in uh, your questions, uh, your stories, or if you wanted to come on and be a guest to explain the situation that you're dealing with, and we can talk that out. All right. Uh, thank you so much, and I'll be back again soon.